to Glory to Glory, the radio teaching ministry of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Join us now in our study as we open the Word together. teaching of the Word of God. Those things are important that we, we invest in that with our time, helping others, showing kindness, the kindness of the Lord to others. These are ways we can invest. I, I want to say even voting biblically. That's important for us as believers to spend that time. Tuesday, you know, vote biblically. Vote for the people that, that follow our biblical values. It's important. Invest in heaven with your time. Invest in heaven with your talents, using your gifts that God has given you, getting actively involved in church or the things of the Lord. It's, it's very important. We need help in the children's ministry. There's all kinds of needs in the, the media booth. We, if you're a techie person, you know, we could use your help and just your talents and your time. It's so important you invest that to you know, help us set up and tear down. Those things are all important. We're to invest our time in things that are above, not the things of the earth. Seeking those things. I know I'm preaching to the choir, but it's important. Right after I accepted Christ, I remember the church, a Calvary Chapel I went to, my brother-in-law uh, pastoring the church. We met it at a school, so we'd have to set up and tear down. We'd have to put the speakers up, the sound equipment up and stuff. And so I would, I would get up and we would do that. I would get up and let's set up the sound equipment. Let's do this. What else do we need to do? Let's, you know, move the chairs over here and put the chairs up and do whatever we're supposed to do. And, and that's what, you know, that's something that we're called to do. It's the thing we can do to seek those things which are above. Our treasures. That's important. There's some people that say, you know, Pastor, I don't have a lot of time. I work a lot. I, you know, I'm, I'm very busy and I try to spend more time. And, and I see that those people too, that they, say, they have treasures, that God's blessed them financially and they, they use their, their, their financial uh, abilities to help out in the church. And that's a good thing to do. We should do that. We're, you can't take anything. Do we realize this? We cannot take anything with us to heaven. Gold is something that they walk on in heaven. Those are the streets of gold. They just walk on gold. Gold is like, so what? So we can't take anything with us, but we can send it ahead, and we can send it ahead by investing in things that God's interested in. The church, your local church, those that are on Facebook Live, I would just say that, and, you know, support your local church. It's important to do that. Invest in the gospel, invest in souls. Jesus came to seek and to save those who are lost. He came to seek and to save Harvest Crusades and Harvest Americas. Those are, those are important things. You know, God is using Greg, Pastor Greg Laurie in wonderful ways, but also the Labor of Love Music Fest is important. We had a meeting here on Tuesday for the Labor of Love Music Fest. We had pastors from different churches and stuff that met with us, and we, it was a wonderful thing. We got to talk about, you know, what God's doing with the Labor of Love. And, and I'll tell you, I can stand up here a thousand percent assurance and say, God is totally in on this outreach. A thousand percent. There's not even, it's not even 999% sure. I'm a thousand percent sure because God's hand has shown himself so strong. When the gospel goes out, many people, you know, respond to the gospel. I, I loved it. We had, last year we had Brian Sumner. Remember that? The, skate, the professional skateboarder, right? And he, he gave the gospel. All we did, we didn't give him any instruction other than you just preach it, you know, give your testimony. You just share the gospel. Do your best to, you know, have them respond to the gospel. He says, yeah, that's me. I love evangelism. 
evangelist, I'm an evangelist. That's beautiful, right? So he didn't know that we don't call people forward because there's no room up front. So he didn't know. So he started calling people forward to accept Christ and people started coming forward. I'm looking like, how is that going to work? Well, people, they're Christians, right? So people move out of the way and they let the people stand up front. And you know, when he did that, I kicked myself. I said, why didn't I think of that? So I was the anchor one. I was the one to speak at the end. So I'm like, it worked the first time. This is great. So I did the same thing. So I'm calling people. I says, yeah, if you want to accept Christ, come, come forward, come on up forward. And people just started coming up forward. And sure enough, even though they're waiting for the newsboys to come, that's actually a good way to get a good seat, right? But that's a whole other story. <laughs> but, <laughs> but literally, the people moved out of the way and people came forward and they prayed to receive Christ. And it's like, there is nothing like that. You know, Pastor Chad and I, we were baptizing at the end. We were baptizing for an hour and a half. There were so many people that came to get baptized. That's the closest thing I ever experienced to being in a Jesus movement, let me tell you. Standing in the water, baptizing people, looking at the shore and watching all these people standing there with their family members, people crying and hugging each other, watching their family members get baptized. God's hands all over it. It's a great investment for us. It really is. I don't talk about money. Why? We've done this. This is our sixth year. I don't think I've ever really talked about it to the congregation. Why? Because this is God's thing. I know God provides. Where he guides, he provides. So I don't really need to talk about it. But I think I'm, I'm giving a disservice if I don't tell you this is a great investment. Do you know this thing costs a lot of money? Do you know, listen to this. We're the first church or the first of any, uh, first concert. Let me put it that way. We're the first concert that ever did a concert on the state beach in the whole state of California. They do it in city beaches. This is true. This is fact. The ones they do on city beaches, it's a totally different story. The state beach has never had a concert in their history until the Labor of Love Music Fest. God opened the door. God made a way. Last year, we had the flyover, right? We had the three planes flying over, right? Well, that was a whole thing. That God put it in our heart. We're like, really, you know, could this be? And so we're praying, we're praying, we're seeking the Lord. And the Lord's saying, you know, put it on our heart. So we're asking people that are in the military. They said, you, to get a plane, get the U.S. Air Force to fly over, you would need a letter from the President of the United States. And like, well, if that's going to happen, that's going to happen. You know, so God, I think God's going to do this, right? So we're praying and praying. Well, as you know, last year, someone that knew a general, he talked to his general friend, and we had three planes from the U.S. Air Force flying overhead as we sang the national anthem, right? So we're thinking, okay, that's great. But then, you know, this person no longer goes to our church. So we're like, okay, well, I guess that's not going to be, it's part of the program. And we're praying and we're like, well, Lord, you know, it just doesn't make sense. Why would we have it one year and not the next year? And we're like, okay, Lord, we're just going to pray. We're going to seek you. We're going to pray. We'll make a long story short. Uh, we're going to have four planes now flying over for the U.S. Air Force. Why? I'm just, why am I telling you all this? Because this is a God thing. God has opened the door. After our concert, having the first, being the first concert, we were like the test pilot for Labor of Love. It was a test thing. They wanted to see how it went. Our, our thing is, we tell everyone that, that's a part of this whole event, we say, we want to leave the park in better shape than when we first entered it. So we clean the bathrooms, and we go, we sweep everything up. We, we want that to be a good witness, that when we leave, it looks nicer than when we came. They had a concert after ours when they saw that ours went so well, a secular concert. And I was told that they charged the, the people that put on the concert to just to use the, the property like we use, the same like amount of property that we have. They charged them $100,000 to do that. And we're not paying hardly any compared to that. 
but we're paying for the bands and we're paying for everything. It's a very costly thing. God always provides for it. Another little testimony. This was awesome. Well, Melissa and Angela were, you know, helped out. Heidi helped out. Patty was helping out. We were, you know, they were putting our, our packages together for our, um, the pastors, you know, the little handout flyers. They get a packet of, of 250 flyers and, and different, you know, different stuff that they need for each church to, to get involved, right? So Brenda said, each packet needs 250 flyers. And so I said, okay. So, so I told Melissa, and so Pastor Chad and I, we were taking the boxes, putting them up on the table. And then I took, you know, just the, you know, a couple stacks. I put it on the table for Melissa and just put, I think, three stacks. I left them there, and I just walked away. And, and she says, uh, Pastor Joe, did you count those stacks? And I says, no, I didn't count. She says, I know, I saw you put them on the table. She says, how many we were supposed to have? I said, 250. She goes, there's exactly 250 that you just set on the table. <laughs> Seriously. And to me, it's just God saying, I'm here. I'm in on this. I'm even going to show you that I'm right here right now because I'm going to put 250 right on that table. And I'm telling you, I put them out on the table. So I know, I'm just, I literally just went, psh, boom, psh, boom, psh, boom. I think when we turned our back, the angels were going, too much here, too much here. <laughs> like pulling them off. I don't know what happened, but 250 of them. I've already told this story about it, but I want to tell this testimony. A young lady for, let me start this way, for Anaheim. We have two buses go to Anaheim. Pastor Dave Westerlin, he's had a ministry to some of the kids there in Anaheim for, for years. And so we have buses pick them up with their families and we bring them to the beach. Some of these kids have never been to the beach before. It's the first time they've seen the water. And it's just such a wonderful blessing we get to be involved with. Well, one of the ladies, you know, young ladies was there. She had purple hair and tattoos and all. And, and someone started sharing Christ with her. And she says, I'm not here for that. I don't want to hear about Christ. I don't want to hear about Christianity. That's not my thing. Leave me alone. So they left her alone. Well, when the buses were leaving, she goes to the bus and she's sopping wet. And so they asked, what happened? Why are you sopping wet in your clothes? And she said, well, I just got baptized. She says, I prayed to receive Christ. And I went to the beach and got baptized. And these are just a few testimonies. Why am I telling you that as we're talking about treasures? Because I believe it's important that we invest in things that are of God. We're to invest in things that God's involved in. We're to invest our time, our talents, and our treasures in the things that are of the Lord. Let's look back in our text, please. Verse 2. Paul the Apostle goes on to say, set your mind. So now it's different. Not just seeking, set your mind on things above and not things on the earth. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Set your mind on things above. So we're to seek things above, we're to invest in things above, but also we need to guard over our minds. Do you know that there's a battle over your mind? And I believe it's very important as believers that we realize that there's a battle. There's a spiritual battle that takes place over the minds of believers. There's an attack over our minds. We have to be careful what we think on, what we put into our thoughts. Set your mind on things above. Put your mind on good things. Put your mind on heavenly things. Put your mind on things that'll last for eternity. 
Set your mind. And it's the, the word set is a continual setting. It's a you know, concrete setting, like setting like concrete. Just set in, in a continual way. Put your mind on things above because, again, there's a battle over the mind. What are we thinking on? What are we allowing to go into our thoughts? We have to beware what we think on. When I was about four or five years old, we lived in Florida for a while, and I, I remember going in the backyard and playing with some toys in the backyard, and I remember the grass was kind of rough and kind of not comfortable, so I found a, a mound of sand, so I sat on the mound of sand to play, and I'm there for a while, and, and you know, playing away, not thinking of anything, having a good time, and all of a sudden, I felt this tremendous pain all over my body, and I didn't know what it was, and I just started screaming. I ran into the house, and I'm screaming like, ah, and I was, what's wrong? Was, ah. And I looked around, I looked at my legs and my, my whole body, and there's these red fiery ants all over my body. And what they did is they waited to bite me. They waited till they were all, I didn't, you know, if one would have came up on my, my foot and bit me, I was like, oh no, that would have been all over. But they all kind of just covered my whole body. And then they just, all of a sudden, I don't know if the leader blew a whistle or what, like, <laughs> but all at once, crunch, 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 crunch. And it was just painful. And I remember, I think my stepmother, she like threw me in the bathtub or whatever and just rinsed it off and got them off. And it was just, it was, it was a shocking thing to me. But I believe sometimes in a similar way with our minds, we allow a little bit of bad to go into our mind and it's, we don't feel it. A little bit more stuff to go into our mind that's not a good thought and we don't really, it doesn't affect us. Then we might have a thought of worry or a thought of getting upset and angry and we let these thoughts get our, in our mind one by one and it's like it's not affecting me, I'm not being affected and all of a sudden it just takes over your mind and it bites you, it affects you. It affects how you think. It affects how you act. You need to turn from that. You need to think on things that are good. You need to guard over your mind. It's very important as believers what we put into our thoughts. Someone once said, you put garbage in, garbage comes out. If you put good in, good comes out. Whatever is in a man's heart, you know, that's what comes out of his mouth. If somebody's talking, you know, terribly and they're all this garbage is coming out of their mouth, I don't care what they say. There's a heart problem. There's something going on that's wrong. I love what we're told in Proverbs. For as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. As a man thinks in his heart, that's who he is. What are we thinking on? Set your mind on things above. I believe with this verse, setting our mind on things above, it's to always have that mindset on, on the things of God, no matter what we're doing, no matter what's taking place in our life. We're, we're thinking of the Lord. We're thinking about Him. We're, we're applying the Word of God. You could be doing anything. I, I know there's times I'll go to a restaurant and I'll start talking to someone at the restaurant or someone behind the counter or I'll go to a grocery store. But, you know, while I'm doing that, I do my best to keep my mind on Christ and I'm praying. I'm like, Lord, what do you want to say to that person? Lord, how do you want to communicate to that person? And keeping my mind on things above and doing my best to, to be in tune with the Holy Spirit is saying to that person that's right there in front of me. No matter what you're doing, you're at work. It's a good thing. You know, it's like you're, whatever you're doing at work, you keep your mind on things above and, and keep thinking on him because what a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Paul the Apostle in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, he told the church in Corinth, he's talking about spiritual warfare and spiritual battles. Remember he said, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. 
So we walk in the flesh. In other words, we, we have a walk in the flesh. This is it. We're walking in the flesh. But he's saying, but we don't war according to the flesh. In other words, we don't have physical weapons, right? So we walk in the flesh. We don't war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare, what does he say? The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're not fleshly, but, these, but they're called what? Mighty. Mighty in God, it says. Mighty in God for casting down arguments, and I'll put that part up here, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bringing, this is the part, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Casting down arguments. That means when a thought goes in your mind and it's against God or it's, it, it, it's deceptive, it's there to make you worry, it's there to make you fearful, cast it down. Get rid of it. Casting down arguments. Just delete it. I, I love the Lord showed me once that like a computer screen. When something's on the computer screen, you ever hit something wrong and something pops up, you're like, whoa, and you hit delete. You know, you hit the red button, you're like, delete. I don't want to read that. I don't want to see that. Delete. Well, the same thing with your mind. When, when something comes into your mind that's, that's not of God, delete it. Take it out. I remember when we were dealing with our old landlord, and he was creating all kinds of problems. Not our new landlord, our old landlord. And he was just creating all kinds of headaches for us. And, and I, I went through that before. But it was just, it was terrible. It lasted over a year and a half. And, but I remember sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night, and I start thinking, what if this happens? And I'd be like, Delete. And then I wake up, it's like, oh no, but what if that happens? Delete. <laughs> Seriously, I'd have to just delete it. But, but what if that, and God gave my wife, myself, she, God gave us such peace through that time because we kept putting our mind on things above. God, that's creating fear, that's creating doubt, that's creating worry, that's creating not a good thing. I'm even getting a little bit mad right now. That doesn't sound like it's from you. Delete. Seriously, try that things that make you upset, things that make you angry, things that are, make you fearful, things that make you worried, and they start getting in your thoughts. Do you think God's in on that? Do you think God wants to make you worried? No. Things that are making you angry, you think God wants you to get real angry and upset and lose your cool and all that? No, he doesn't want. Delete it. Don't think upon it. Cast, in, cast it down. It says, what does it say? Bringing every thought, listen, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Every thought. Every thought, everything that goes in your mind, you should be able to use this as a grid. Is that from God? Nope. Bye. Oh, is that from God? It's good. It's peaceable. It's noble. Okay, I'll think on that. What did Paul say to the church in Philippi? He says, finally, brethren, whatever things are true. So if it's false, if it's a lie, don't think on it. Whatever things are true, meditate on those things. Whatever things are noble, meditate on those things. Whatever things are just, Meditate on those things. Whatever things are pure, is it pure? That's not, don't meditate on it. Whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, is it a good report? Then meditate on it, think on it. If it's not, delete it. If there's anything of virtue, and if there is anything praiseworthy, what does it say? Can we say that together? Meditate on these things. Think on these things so important we set our mind on things that are good. Don't let the enemy lie to you. Don't let the enemy steal your joy. Don't let the enemy steal your peace. Meditate on good things. So we've got seeking those things above, 
setting our minds on things above. And the last verse we're going to look at goes on to say, and when Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. I love how that sounds, don't you? When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you, as a believer, you're going to appear with him in glory. When he returns in his second coming, he's going to return in his glory. And we, as believers, we're going to return with him in glory. We're going to be with him in glory. But when it says, when Christ, who is our life, appears, can you say that about yourself, that Christ is your life? Christ is my life. Can we say that with all honesty? Christ is my life. Sometimes you say about a person, you'll say, well, music is his life, right? Or sports is his life. Boy, this person loves sports. That was their, man, that was that person's life was sports. Or what about work? Work is his life. Everybody knows that's, that's his life. What do people say about us? What does God say about us? Sports, your life. Work, your life. Music, your life. All good things. But can they say about each one of us? No, I know that person. Christ is his life. That person is all about Christ. Paul wants us to be all about Christ. When Christ, who is our life, and I pray that for all of us, and I believe probably every one of us here would probably say, well, I fall pretty short. I can get consumed with this. I can get consumed with that. It's not a condemnation. It's an exhortation for each one of us. Let let Christ be our life. Let it be said of us. Christ is our life. It's interesting when I do memorial services and people go up and talk about the person that just passed away. They'll go on and on and on and say, well, this person was this and there's, this was their life and that was their life and this was their life. And it's, you know, I, I've done, by the, you know, done many memorial services and it's interesting. You can learn quite a bit about a person when they die. It'd be nice if we can learn about them while they're still alive, huh? It's like, it's like, I didn't know that about that person. I was like, yeah, and he did this, and they did this, and they did this, and they did this. And I was like, wow, that is so awesome. I didn't know anything about that. But I pray when it comes to that place, I think we're all going to be raptured. So that's, I'm, I'm rooting for the rapture myself. But, but if it is that we're absent from our body before the rapture, I pray it would be said of all of us. Yeah, they love sports. Yes, they love music. Yes, they were really into their work. But let me tell you something about that person. Christ was that person's life. In December of 2011, my wife and I went to Michigan to spend time with my father before he passed away. And he prayed to receive Christ, so Christ became his life. But it was freezing there, it was cold there, it was damp there. And I don't like the cold, I don't like damp, I don't like scraping windows, I don't like shoveling snow. And, and I was there and I was freezing and shaking and I was like, oh, I don't like this. And I was, you know, complaining. But I told myself in my mind what got me through it. I said, I live in sunny California. <laughs> I'm only here for 10 days. And it wasn't so bad. I mean, I remember, but I'm scraping my window. I'm like, God, this is terrible. I hate this. And my hands are like frozen. I'm like, this. And I'm like, but I live in sunny California. They're only going to be here five more days. And it wasn't so bad. This fallen world, listen, this fallen world, and I'm closing, this fallen world 
is not our home. Our citizenship is in heaven. This isn't our home. Heaven is our home. And that should get us through anything. We should realize, wait a second, um, this life is but a vapor. This is not my home. My home is in heaven. So with that being said, let's start living for heaven. Let's continue to seek those things that are above. Let's continue to set our mind on things above. Let's do our best to be heavenly minded. Listening to Glory to Glory with Pastor Joe Pettick, an outreach of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. If you would like to enter into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, call now at 714-788-8221. That's 714-788-8221. We'd like to extend an invitation to visit us here at Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Our address is 16450 Pacific Coast Highway in Huntington Beach, California, 92649. We're located in Peter's Landing Marina in Huntington Harbor. Our Sunday service times are 10 a.m. and 12 o'clock noon. Our Tuesday evening Bible study begins at 7 p.m. Now, may we continue to go to His throne of mercy as He changes us from glory to glory.